Hey folks, Catsby here. So today I'm going to talk to you about mental health in the time of coronavirus. Before we jump into today's topic, I did want to share a little bit of a personal update. First, a few weeks ago, I was formally diagnosed in addition to my existing diagnosis of major depressive disorder with generalized anxiety disorder. And I think for me, it's nice to have a name to the face that I've been seeing for a long time. And it also helps target exactly what I need to do for my treatment plan. And on that note, I also started a new treatment plan a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I updated this blog, but I did stop using the ones that I was on previously, which was a combination of Lexapro and Lamotrigine. They really weren't working for me. And a few weeks ago, my doctor prescribed Wellbutrin as the new thing to try, which could treat major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. And after starting it, I feel a lot better. I felt better very quickly after starting it, which is pretty rare with antidepressants. They can take four to eight weeks to start feeling the effects of them. And for me, this is the third antidepressant that I've tried, so I feel very confident that it's not placebo or anything disingenuous. And even now, like three or four weeks after I've started taking it, I feel much better. And so I feel really hopeful that this is addressing the symptoms that I've been feeling. So I did want to give you that update of what I'm going through. Now, back to the main content. I wanted to talk to you about mental health in the time of coronavirus. This is a tough time for anybody, even people who don't normally struggle with mental health. And there are a lot of reasons for this. This is a pretty difficult time. In terms of social relationships, some people are separated from people that they really care about. Or on the flip side, some people are stuck in a space with somebody that they don't normally spend this much time with, and that's very challenging. On the economic side, some people are being forced to learn to work from home very suddenly or other people are facing job insecurity. There's the very obvious worry about you or someone you care about getting sick, and there's also a lot of financial strain at the moment with the way the economy is going. Additionally, there's just so many other logistic things that are happening and social things, like suddenly needing to deal with childcare because daycares and schools have closed down. Also not being able to get normal supplies like paper towels and hand sanitizer and big life events being put into jeopardy like graduation ceremonies and weddings. So there is a lot to be concerned about right now and it's very natural that you might struggle with your mental health or be really uncertain about how things are going. For people who do normally struggle with mental health or who have diagnosed mental illnesses, this time can be especially challenging. For people with depression, this social isolation can increase feelings of loneliness, which can exacerbate their symptoms. For people with anxiety and OCD, this can cause relapses or backtracking in their progress. A common symptom in those afflictions is compulsive hand washing, worrying over getting sick, germophobia, and in a world where we're being told that we actually do have to wash our hands more than normal and that normal surfaces can carry the virus, that can be very scary for somebody who struggles with those compulsions during a time when we're not in a public health crisis. And in a similar vein, people with schizophrenia can see difficulty in their progress. One of the symptoms of schizophrenia can be paranoia. And right now, paranoia can seem more founded, 
when you don't know who around you might be carrying the illness and who isn't. So this is very challenging for people who have struggled with a mental illness or with mental health in general. This time puts a lot of strain on everybody. But to help you out in this time of increased uncertainty in relation to mental health, I've come up with a list from reading a bunch of different sources of 15 things that you can do to help make mental health better for yourself and for the community during this difficult time. First, be as proactive as you can and as prepared as you can for what's coming. So, for example, I live in California and we have the shelter in place order going on. And one thing that I thought about is what am I going to need during this time? So since I just started a new prescription medication, I picked up enough of that to ride me out toward the end of our shelter in place policy at the moment. So think about what you're going to need to get through this time. I know supplies are hard to come by in some cases, but for the things that you are able to get, make sure that you have enough of those on hand to make this time as easy as possible. The second one is take breaks from social media and news. I think a lot of this time has to deal with panic and fear around what's going on, and that can be a lot to take in. So if you feel yourself being overwhelmed by that, take a break from those social media sites, from those news sources, even unfollowing specific hashtags or people can be really beneficial to your mental health during this time. Next, in a time where we're all facing social isolation and increased loneliness, Making intentional time to connect with other people is really important. So set up video calls with people that matter to you. Even at work, setting up social video time so that you can all sit together and talk to each other and connect. And video one-on-ones can be really helpful to feeling like you're still connecting with people during this time where you're doing that organically far less than you normally do. The next tip is to acknowledge any anxiety or panic that you're feeling. It's normal to feel these emotions during a time as uncertain as the one that we're in. So acknowledging that can be really helpful to your mental health. And there's a couple specific ways that you can think about this. One recommendation is to set aside dedicated time for worrying. It seems counterintuitive, but this can actually help you stop worrying outside of those times. So say for example, dedicating 30 minutes a day for this is the 30 minutes where I'm going to worry about coronavirus and outside of that, I'll say I am going to think about these confusing thoughts during that window. And it can help segment your mind so that you worry when it's the time to worry and otherwise are a little more freed up. Another thing you can do is bring yourself back to the present as much as possible. This is actually a technique that my therapist talked to me about where he told me when you're getting lost in your thoughts, Think about the things that are tangible right now. Think about five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And doing that exercise helps ground you in right now and stops the running of thoughts that can happen. One good tip from the American Foundation for the Prevention of Suicide is to check in with yourself when you're social isolating and ask, am I doing this because I'm trying to prevent the spread of disease, or am I doing this as a symptom of depression? And understanding which one it is can be very helpful to getting a good read on your mental health state. The next tip is to separate out what's in your control from what's outside of your control. For example, how often and how well you wash your hands is inside your control. How many coronavirus tests are available inside your area is outside of your control. The crux of this technique is to make sure to only focus on the things that you do have control over and acknowledge that those other things exist but that there's nothing that you can do to help. 
The next thing is to take care of yourself physically. During this time we're all at home and that can lead to a lot more sedentary activities. And so think about what you can do to stay healthy, like making sure you get a good night's rest, making sure that you're eating nutritious food, and that you're exercising still even when you're at home. The next tip is to talk to people about how you're feeling. If you're feeling anxious, talking to somebody can help reduce those feelings of anxiety and also can help with the feelings of loneliness that we've discussed a couple times throughout this episode. The next tip is to make time for activities that you enjoy. One of the upsides of this is that there is a lot more free time now. And so think about what you can do to really enjoy that time and make time for yourself. A couple examples, the new Animal Crossing just came out and I know a lot of people are spending time there. And also some distributors are releasing movies that are in theaters directly to streaming services. So you can watch movies that are in theaters at home. Think about what you can do while you're at home to really find time for things that you enjoy. The next tip is to call your healthcare provider if anxiety or any other mental health related things are getting in the way of normal life activities for a few days in a row. This can be a sign of something more serious and it's really important that you talk to a professional if you're starting to notice those things in yourself. Tip 12 is to spend time outside. Even though we're social isolating, in most cases there are still ways that you can spend time outside even if it's just in your own backyard or taking a stroll around your community. So think about how you can get that time outside because that can be incredibly beneficial for your mental health. One interesting note is that apparently people looking to foster or adopt pets has gone up so if you've been thinking about adopting maybe a dog and you have lots of time at home now, this could be a good time to consider that. I know the reason that I've been getting outside so much is that no matter what's going on, my dog still needs to go on walks. So we've been spending a lot of time outside together. The next tip is to know your resources. If you're concerned at all about heading toward a mental health crisis or emergency, Make sure that you have a list written down of all the local and national resources that you might lean on when you're in need. One of my favorites is the crisis text line, so I will leave information for that in the description below. The next tip is to continue regular mental health care if you can. For example, my doctor's office offers video conferencing where I can still have weekly therapy sessions over a video call instead of in person to respect the social distancing. And so I've been taking advantage of that. See if your mental health provider also offers similar options during this time. Finally, don't target people. Coronavirus and COVID-19 can affect anyone for any reason and is not specific to any subgroup of people. As such, don't use it to justify any sort of prejudiced actions. What you can do instead is that intentional acts of good have been shown to help your mental health. So if anything, go out of your way to do good for other people. Think about how you can donate, who you can support, and how you can help others during this difficult time. I wanted to end this episode talking about the silver lining that we can see from the situation from a mental health perspective. The first one is that this can give us empathy for people living with anxiety and OCD and other similar disorders. If you think about the way we're all feeling now, that you might feel more compelled to wash your hands because that will make you less likely to get coronavirus, or be careful about when you leave the house or when you touch doorknobs or the surfaces that are available around you. Those are things that people with anxiety and OCD can think about in certain cases, even outside of a public health crisis. 
And so when all this is over, if you can still access how you are feeling now, very uncertain and very afraid of certain things, that's how some people present their symptoms for OCD and anxiety. So thinking about that can definitely give us some empathy for those people and their situations. And finally, with all this extra time at home, this is a great time to finish up projects and other things that you've been meaning to do. So if you have unfinished work around the house, if you've been meaning to clean out a closet, which is what I've been meaning to do, this is a great time to focus on that since you have all this extra time at home anyway. So think about how you can use this time for yourself and to accomplish things that maybe you'd been putting off or couldn't find time for before, because now might be the right opportunity to do so. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you all stay safe and healthy in the upcoming weeks. And if you like what you saw and found these tips helpful, please let me know in the comments, like, and subscribe, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next.